The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well, to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Well, look, 12 weeks into the season, if you tell me at the end of this it's going to be anybody other than the Seahawks and the Chiefs, I'd be shocked. Shocked. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I'm entitled to mine. But those two teams are head and shoulders above the rest of the teams right now, if you ask me. And I know that Seattle had a bump in the road, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and they looked a little shaky. But I think after tonight's performance versus Philly, and Philly is not that good, I get it. But those are the two teams that have the talent to go the distance. Other teams are okay, but there's you know, I'm still just not sold on them. You want to throw a couple teams up there? You know, the Steelers, look, they're 10-0. Got to give them their due. Sure. Got it. Titans, 8-3. and I don't know if I'd throw them in there, but hey, look, they play a different kind of football. Derrick Henry, obviously, monster. Monster. That boy's good. You damn right he is. So... Having any kind of singular talent like that could throw things all screwy in any given game. Uh, but outside of that, you know, you want to throw Green Bay in there? Ah, no thanks. I, I can't. I can't do it. They have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, awesome. They have some other offensive talent. Their defense, I'm just not sold at, sold on at all. And the Saints, I don't. Who the hell knows what they're going to be at the end of the year? Because Breeze is going to come back, then they're going to change everything around again. You know, maybe they end up being better off with Hill in there than Breeze, which is not a hot take. You heard it eight million times from other people. I'm um, just saying. But after tonight's game, I think Seahawks. I think Seahawks and Chiefs. I think you can pencil it in. But hey, look, we've got five weeks left of this season. Maybe six. Maybe. Maybe six. Um, but, I mean, it could be maybe six, and it could be maybe two. Because I, at the end of this, we're either going to get to the Super Bowl or we could be done in two weeks because of COVID. All she wrote, baby. All she wrote. Because they're going down like flies. Ah! COVID here. Ah! COVID there. Ah! It's to make your head spin. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, we got five weeks left. We're going into week 13. Let's take a quick look back at the results of week 12. First down. First down. All right. So, dogs victorious in week 12. They won 9 to 5 over the favorites. They actually won five of those games outright. Big movement from the open was 2-1. and one. The winners of that were the Packers and the Seahawks saw money come in and then capitalized on that with the Ws. The losers, the Cowboys, 
Yes, the Cowboys saw people betting on them on Turkey Day. Home team, they play well on Turkey Day. No, they don't. No, they don't. They lost ugly, too. Ugly. Unders. They were victorious this week. 9-6 to six over the overs. Over the overs. Over squared. Teasers will start with the favorites. 11-4. Dogs, same deal. 11-4. So the teams were 22 and 8 when teased this week. Overs were 8 and 6 teased. Unders 10 and 5 teased. So the total lines were 18 and 11 when teased this week. Teams with a halftime lead. Hey, look, this was a boring as shit week of football, and nothing happened outside of the first half. Teams with a halftime lead were 14 and 1. 14 and 1. 14 and 1. The only team to lose with the halftime lead was the Cardinals. Yes, the Arizona Cardinals lost to the Patriots on the road when they had a halftime lead. A game that was boring as shit to watch, too. Uh, teams ought to buy. There were four of them this week two home, two on the road. The home buy teams. We're one and one. The Bills won. The Bears lost. The road by teams were one and one. The 49ers won, beating those Rams, got bad golf, and look what happens. And then you got the Giants who ended up losing. They had the win all locked up. I'm not saying this because I'm a Giant fan or somebody that bet on them, but hold on to the fucking lead. They didn't. They ended up giving it up at the very last second there. And they had it. So even with Dalen Jones out, they ended up getting the nine. And then they let them, the Bengals, drive down the field and then score a touchdown at the end to blow that cover. Anyway, road teams that had a lot of money coming on them, usually about 60 and change percent. But this week, not so much. They were two and three. The winners were the Texans and the Titans. And the losers were, who do you think? Uh, The Giants, the Cardinals, and then the Chiefs. The Chiefs, Chiefs were... Man, I, I I still can't get over. They had that game, and they that was another game covered. Looked like a sure bet, and it just fell apart there at the end. And at the end too, they just let their foot off the gas. That game wasn't even as close as that score too. Tom Brady just not looking good in some of these losses. And the Cardinals, like we said, I you know I don't know what to make of the Cardinals other than Kyler Murray right now is a little banged up. Defense isn't spectacular, but it's okay. But, I mean, that go that team goes as Kyler Murray does. And he was still looked a little banged up and not himself. And so they went the way of the L. So, that said, we have lines to look at. A little guess the lines. But let's run down the games from last week one by one and see what happened with those. And so let's start off. We will do the turkey game. So we were supposed to have three. We had two. We haven't had the other one yet. So we had the Texans versus the Lions. Texans won that one 41-25. Lions, obviously, after getting blown out, fire everybody. Fire everybody. Give me a hell, yeah. A little delay there uh, as I tried to fumble with the uh, touchscreen here. But anyway, that was giant. That was supposed to be Lions fans after they gave Patricia the heave-ho. Took them long enough. Anyway, that game was an over. Um, they notched up 66 points in that one. Texans looked good, but now they're going to lose Will Fuller uh, to uh, PEDs. And there was somebody else that they're going to lose also this week. 
who was it? Somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Bradley Roby. Uh, he's going to be gone as well, thanks to PEDs. The other Thanksgiving Day game was the Cowboys. Redskins, Redskins, victorious dog win there, 41-16. to Cowboys just fell apart. Game also an over with 57 points. So then we go into the Sunday games, the 1 o'clockers. The Colts-Titans game saw the Titans win as a dog, 45-26. to And th- that is just all, that team is all about Derrick Henry. And it's really cool because it's a throwback to kind of eras past. If, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and saw some of those running backs back in the day, I, I mean, to see what Henry does, and he just doesn't doesn't do it with a lot of flash. He just kind of runs and runs and runs, and then finally, before you know it, it's like... He's just barreling over people in the fourth quarter. This time he did it in the first half, though. Uh, you know, ripping off all those yards, all those touchdowns. And, you know, Colts got some points there at the end. But, you know, this was uh, over before it started. Uh, and that was another halftime, one of 14 halftime leads that came through, uh, even though the Colts showed a little life in the second half. Vikings, Panthers, dogs covered on this one. The Panthers should have won this game, and then the Vikings came back. Good for them. A uh, nice comeback in the end there. Dalvin Cook gets hurt in this one, but the Vikings victorious 28-27 to just by the skin of their teeth. So this was also an over at 55 points. Panthers having a good season. Not great. Uh, the record, obviously, is not spectacular. However, playing a lot better than some would expect with a new coach, a new quarterback, and a quarterback that you know people didn't really give a whole lot of credit to. Teddy Bridgewater has played well. Uh, it's not sold on the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I, I think, sucks. But uh, you know, the, Justin Jefferson's come around. Thielen uh, is coming around here in the second half um, of the season. But, uh, you know, we'll see if they can muster up anything uh, toward down the stretch here. I don't think it really matters because as of right now, I think they're out of contention. They're 5-6, and six, and with the rest of the NFC the way it is, I think they're just playing for pride at this point. The Bills, they hosted the Chargers. They won this one. This was another favorite. Covering at 27-17. They hit the under on this one with 44 points. 44! 44! My football number, motherfucker. Uh, So they hit the under there. Chargers, obviously, Anthony Lynn. What more can you say? This guy, if he's not gone at the end of the year, then uh, we all should have our heads checked out because this is not reality if uh, he's not canned. When it's all said and done, he can't continue to make all these mistakes and still maintain his job. Then we have the Giants-Bengals, obviously referred to it earlier. Giants had the lead. They lost Daniel Jones in the process. Hamstring, he's going to miss time. They're trying to say he might play. No way. Not a ha- not happening. He's going to be missing time. He went down here in the first half. The Bengals stuck around for a while. The Giants still got the nine-point lead and then let them march down the field, score the seven points, and then the Giants get the two-point victory. It's a dog cover here under at 36 points. That was a lock of 36. They made it 42, and it still wasn't enough. Browns-Jaguars, this was another dog cover with the Jaguars getting a super late touchdown to screw Browns betters over. Final here, Browns 27, Jaguars 25. 
the two-point win over here with 52 points. Dolphins-Jets. Jets got obliterated. 17-point loss here for the Jets. You know, the Jets show a little bit of life in terms of at least betting, and then all of a sudden they just get demolished. The Dolphins now looking good. They are sitting, wow, 7-3? 7 7-4, and sorry. 7-4. They're one game behind the Bills. Uh, and uh, two games above the Patriots, five and six, seven and four, eleven. So uh, there's they're going to be right there in the mix for the wild card. So good for the good for the Dolphins to get back in the mix here after taking a bunch of years off. Um, so they hit the under there. Jets are terrible. That was twenty to three in that one. Dolphins win by 17, tw- under with 23 points. Raiders-Falcons. Falcons, here's another dog win. Uh, Falcons, 43-6, to under here with 49 points. And you've heard everybody talk about how bad the Raiders are, at least after yesterday's game, because two weeks ago and last week, they're, you know, oh, Raiders are okay, they're coming around, and now all of a sudden, yeah, see ya. Uh, they got destroyed by the Falcons. I mean, 43-6. to six. And it, I think it was 20... 20... Uh, I forget what it was. 21 nothing or 23 nothing or 23-3, and they kicked the field goal. They kicked the field goal. They're down by three scores, and they kicked the field goal. Like, what, what the hell? I mean, a moral victory? Are there moral victories in football? Somebody tell me. But the Raiders, who... You know, they have a three-game win streak versus uh, it was Browns, Chargers, and the Broncos. And then they lost to the Chiefs in a close one, and everybody's talking them up. And then all of a sudden they get destroyed by the Falcons. So uh, go figure. That That's the 2020 season right there because everybody's like that. The Rams, and they'll be coming up soon, uh, same thing. Cardinals, Patriots, Cardinals lost here. Dog win. Patriots win 2017 under at 37 points. Neither of those teams hit their overs uh, a ton. So I had actually picked that as an under game, and I was right on that one. Uh, Rams, 49ers, like I said, the Rams, you get bad golf, and it's a disaster here. 49ers victorious, 23-20. to uh, Dog win under at 43 points. Here, 49ers, what, what can you say? you got to give them credit. Road team. Rode by, gets the win, uh, had the halftime lead. They tied it up at the end, and then the Rams just gave the ball back with too much time on the clock. Uh, and sure enough, 49ers turned around. Robbie Gold, boom, ding, right through the uprights, and they get the W. Saints-Broncos, what are you going to talk about? The Broncos didn't have a quarterback to speak of because they were all gone. They lose 31-3, to favorite cover here under at 34 points uh, and that was even with the adjusted points because the point spread went from uh, Saints 5.5 to Saints 17 and then the over under went from 43.5 to 36 but still not enough to get uh, over because 34 points doesn't qualify. Chiefs Bucks this game really showed a lot of what the Chiefs could do. Uh, the Bucks came back in the end, but I don't know. I, I did not feel as though it was a real solid comeback. It, I just felt like the Chiefs kind of hit cruise control a little too much here. They win 27-24, under at 51 points. Packers-Bears, this was the Sunday night snooze fest. 
Packers destroyed them 41-25, and it wasn't even that close either because those points, there's twenty some of those 25 points there for the Bears came late in the game. So you got a favorite cover there over at 66 points. This was a monster over it. 45 points was given, and then 66 was the final. Uh, and then tonight's game, Seahawks-Eagles, Seahawks 23, Eagles 17. So the favorite won, and it was a bigger... Uh, lead than that until late Hail Mary type play at the end ended up getting them a late touchdown. So that is a seven point scoring advantage to the Seahawks under 40 points. And there you have it. That is the quick rundown. So this is our recap guess the line show. So without further ado, Let's take a look at those lines, and like we have done in weeks past, we will start with the night games, which is a little screwy because everything happening with COVID right now. Then we'll do the ones, and then we'll do the fours. So here we go. Let's go. Let's do the night games. Second down. All right, so here's how the night games are going to break down. Because of COVID, they've moved the uh, Ravens, Steelers game to Wednesday at 340-something. And you're wondering why they're doing it that at that time. It is because at night there is the Rockefeller tree ceremony lighting spectacular. And it gets a whole shit ton of people to watch it. So they didn't want to impede on that. So they have moved the Cowboys-Ravens to 340? or Sorry, Cowboys-Ravens. Steelers-Ravens to 340 or something like that. As a result, the Cowboy-Raven game that was going to be Thursday night has now been moved to the following Tuesday. The Washington-Steeler game, which was going to be a 1 o'clock Sunday game, has now been moved to the following Monday. So you're going to have a Monday night doubleheader. The other Monday night game is going to be Bills at 49ers. And then the Sunday night game is going to be Broncos at the Chiefs. You want to talk about an awful Sunday night game. Who cares? Who cares? Where takes for nothing? I'm going to just probably rewatch some of the earlier games on Game Pass because why am I going to care about a Broncos Chiefs Sunday night outing? So anyway, here we go. So we've got the, based on this, we can't do Cowboys Ravens because that's going to be the following Tuesday. So I guess that makes the Broncos Chiefs the first game of the week. Night game, that is. So. The game I don't care about, I am going to, you know, look, the Chiefs were, ah, what, 16, 18-point favorites versus the Jets here. The Broncos are as bad as the Jets were previously. The Chiefs are at home here. Um, I'm going to make a a two-touchdown favorite. More than that, I got to pump the brakes just – a little bit because the Broncos do have a defense that isn't horrific, so they might be able to cap the scoring, and if you go much higher than 14, I feel like people are going to just put money on the Broncos just because. So, let's go 14 here, and and the game is not on the schedule. Great. Alright, so... Let's do a... It's not on the board. So let's go take a quick look here. And the current spread, however, uh, DraftKings is... 
13 and a half. Oh. So I had 14. It's currently 13 and a half. Uh, it's not the open, but it's the current one. So on the money for that one. There's the Sunday night game. Now we're going to go to our Monday night doubleheaders. We will head out to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers will be hosting the Washington Redskins. And there's not going to be a line on this. Anyway, I am going to say Steelers by 7.5. Redskins, solid defense. And they've shown life here since the Alex Smith quarterback transition. So I can't give them too much. I'm going to give it 7.5. I'm looking right now, and there is no line. And there also is nothing available on the sports books. So, seven and a half up in the air. Who knows how accurate that would be. We'll just have to see when this Steeler game concludes, whenever the hell that is. So, next game is the other Monday night game. That's going to be the Bills visiting, not San Francisco, not San Francisco, because San Francisco is not allowed to have games. It's about to get all stupid up in here. So we're going to be playing this one at State Farm Arena in Arizona. Yes, this is what 2020 has become. If you can get your hands around this, and I can't, but whatever is what it is. Um, so the 49ers are going to be hosting this one in Arizona. Does it make it a home game? No, but it is. So the Bills here are going to be favored because the 49ers still have Nick Mullins under center. They're still coming back from injury. I know they just beat the Rams, but the Rams really did not look good, and that was a goffle game. Um, I'm going to go Bills here. Bills here by three points. Yes. Close enough. Close enough. Two and a half points is the spread here in favor of the Bills. So finally, the last night game will be taking place in Baltimore. I think I might rewatch The Wire because I can't find any new shows to go with because every time I pick a new show, I get like three episodes in and then I just put the shit down and I never watch it again. But I know I've watched The Wire like four times and I can just pick it up and watch it from front to back. So maybe I'll do that. Nobody gives a shit, Rich. Okay, good good point. So Baltimore is going to be hosting the Cowboys. Um, I am going to go Ravens here. Do you give them a full seven? The Ravens have not been spectacular I know the Cowboys looked really bad, but they won the week before versus Minnesota. And the Ravens really haven't stretched the field, run the ball a lot, ball control. I don't know. Let's give them a... Mm, all right, start it up. I'm going to go with a six or rookie. Not a fall seven. Not a six and a half. I'm just going to give it a six. Two touchdowns. Might be a little low, but let's see. Because they're going to give the Ravens a full seven and a half points. Oh, man. That's a lot of points for the Ravens who haven't been able to work the offense that well in recent past. But 
if you do look at the current line, six and a half. So it did come down a little bit there, a solid point. So now it's closer to my number than it was to the open. This will bring us to one o'clock games. Third down. And we'll start off with the Titans hosting the Browns. Titans in this one coming off the big win versus the Colts. They're going to be a pretty heavy favorite, I would think, here versus the Browns, who have, while their record is solid, have not shown a lot of life. Uh, you know, I mean, their record is really good, actually. I think it was 8-3. and three. It is 8-3. 8-3, um, and three, 265 points for, 286 points against. Three-game win streak here for the Browns. Still don't think uh, they're going to get the love here. I'm going to give the Titans a five-and-a-half point uh, line here. And the result was... With two points off, a full two points, as the opening line here was the Browns three-and-a-half. But, yeah, baby! The current line is five-and-a-half. So, it has adventured higher up than the original three. So, obviously, the Titans are seeing money come in on them based on their performance last week, and the Browns, who really have not shown anything any given week that would make you think that they were an 8-3 and three ball club. However, they are. Washington Steelers is the game that was 1 o'clock moved to Monday, so that will bring us to the Raiders at the Jets. Oh, man, the Raiders-Jets. Talk about a game. I, at least on the Broncos-Chiefs Sunday night game, you can watch the Chiefs. With the Raiders-Jets, what the hell do you watch in this game? You watch the Raiders? Are you interested in the Raiders? Even my brother who's not a Raiders fan probably doesn't give a shit about the Raiders. Not here. Uh, I am going to give the Raiders the win. Uh, I'm going to favor them by a little bit more than a field goal. Let's give them four points. I was half of what the actual line is. Eight points. Eight points. That's crazy. I guess, I, I mean, Jets at home, it, but it's the Raiders. That's the point that I don't understand. The Raiders just got destroyed on the road to the Falcons, and they're going to be getting eight points here versus the Jets. Granted, the Jets are complete dumpster fire, but last week's Raiders team was a dumpster fire as well. Ugh. All right. Anyway, Jaguars-Vikings will be played in Minneapolis. So the Vikings, they're not going to have Cook. Well, they might not have Cook. I sh shouldn't uh, I shouldn't speak too fast. The Jaguars have that late rally cover uh, versus the Browns. Jaguars, you know what? They I know they just fired their general manager, but they've been playing hard. I mean, they just they don't have a lot of talent on that team. You know, I mean, really not. And even talent that they have, like DJ Shark, he hasn't even played all year. He's just been injured constantly. So what are you, what are you supposed to do there? But they've been playing hard. Uh, here versus the Vikings, they're going to give the Vikings a lead. Uh, they're going to give them the uh, line. I'm going to give them... Let's give them a little bit more than a field goal because the Jags are on the road. Let's give them five points. Five and a half? Nah, five. Let's give them five points. Not only was I wrong, I was insanely wrong at nine. The Vikings are nine-point favorites versus a Jaguar team who's played tough 
and just came back late in the game on the road to the Browns. I mean, here you got, you know, they got to go on the road yet again. Uh, this time to Minneapolis. I I don't know. Five seems like uh, a more fair line, but, I mean, nine points. They're thinking the Vikings are really going to throw the uh, points up here. So, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if uh, – I, could I ever bring myself to bet on the Jaguars? No, who are you not? All right. Dolphins, Bengals. This game they played in sunny Florida. Bengals are terrible. Um, they're going to give the Dolphins the line here. They're going to give the Dolphins – let's give them seven and a half. not going well for me here today as the Dolphins are 10 and a half point favorites. Not only are they 10 and a half point favorites, but as I just glance up here, they are actually now up to a full 11. So the Dolphins are right now, I, I, I can't imagine that they're going to be a larger spread than, well, sorry, the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs were 14. Uh, currently, what were they? Uh, I wrote down 13 and a half. So this is Got to be the, if there's another higher spread than ten and a half here before we're all said and done, I would be surprised. The Colts will be playing the Texans in Houston. Texans obviously lost uh, two players here, one being Will Fuller, who I mean is kind of one A of their best receivers next to Brandon Cooks, I guess one A one B. Um, Colts, um, they're going to be the favorite here. I can't imagine they're not on the road. Uh, I'm going to give them a light favorite, though. Nothing heavy. Two and a half is too little. Three is... Let's give them three. Three and a half. And the result is... Whoa! That is money to my ears. That's three and a half. So uh, I was actually dead on the money there. The next game up will be Lions at Bears. Bears... Looked terrible, but the Lions looked worse. So here the Lions got to go on the road ski and face off against, I guess they're going to play Mitch Trubisky. Oh, man. You you know that your team is hurting when Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback that you had to go to because of injury, and there's nobody else you've got that's any better than him. Um, and I, I, I from what it sounds like, I guess Foles is going to be pretty banged up for the rest of the year. I mean, we've only got a couple of weeks left here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can come back and win. But for this game, I'm still going to give the Bears the favorite here because the Lions, I, they just aren't as good a team on the whole. Bears have a way better defense and they're playing at home. Let's give them the three. Three on the money. <sighs> Feels good to win sometimes. Saints-Falcons, another atrocity of a game. I, have we gotten any good games here? So far, the night games we talked about, Broncos-Chiefs, terrible. Cowboys-Ravens, terrible. Washington-Steelers, terrible, but significant because Washington is going to be in the playoff hunt. And then you have Bills-49ers, again, uh, the 49ers being out of it kind of completely kills this one. You know, I, I mean, if, if the 49ers were any better than 5-6, and six, I, I'd have a little interest. And then you go down. Browns-Titans. Okay, Browns-Titans has a little bit of juice. Uh, Raiders-Jets. <laughs> Jaguars-Vikings. <laughs> Bengals-Dolphins. <laughs> Colts-Texans. 
Lions, Bears, and now Saints, Falcons. Saints, Falcons. Oh, God. Could have been a good game. Could have been a good game. Uh, anyway, so the Saints are going to be favored here. Um, I don't know. Probably a little bit more than a field goal because, you know, they've got a really solid record. They played well in the past couple of weeks. Let's give them four and a half. Close, though, but not close enough. It was a full point off. Uh, they gave him three and a half. So four and a half was a little aggressive on my side uh, for the Saints being favored on the road versus Atlanta. But uh, All right. So that does the 1 o'clock games. So let's go to the 4 o'clock games. Fourth down. <laughs> All right, so first up, we will have the G-Man heading out to Seattle, facing off against the Seahawks. This one is going to be ugly for the simple fact that the Giants aren't going to have their quarterback. Uh, I They were talking about bringing in Alex Tanney. I, well, because they can't really rely on their third stringer, so they need somebody to back up Colt McCoy. But, man, you're digging up Alex Tanny to come in there. You're in trouble. Anyway, it really wouldn't have mattered. Uh, this game probably, with or without Daniel Jones, uh, going to be heavily favored to the Seahawks, more so now without Jones. So fire it up. And let's see. If we go Seahawks, do we make them a full seven? We make up a full seven, then we think about it, and we say, Dan Jones ain't there. So let's juice that up even more. And let's go eight and a half. And I should have stuck with my gut. It ends up being a seven-point spread in favor of the Seahawks. I highly doubt that that's going to stick for the long haul because should the Giants not have... Daniel Jones, but that's probably going to limit this. I'd, I'd be surprised if this is still on the board, but let's see. Um, the games here for this week, and it is not on the board. So I uh, thought it would get pulled, but anyway, um, because without having any solid information on Daniel Jones, it'd be tough uh, to take bets on that one. But at least for the opening line, I was a little too aggressive. I think ultimately I'll probably be closer to being right with that one. The Cardinals coming off that loss versus the Patriots are going to now host the Rams, who are coming off an ugly loss to the 49ers. And look, I don't know what to do with the Rams because I like them throughout the season, and then all of a sudden, uh, maybe four weeks ago, I you know I'd have to go through their schedule, but Goff started looking like Goffle, and it just is such a flipping coin flip, flipping coin flip. Yeah. Uh, what you get on any given Sunday with Jared Goff, and it directly impacts everything else with that team. And if you're McVay, you've got to be pulling your hair out of your head. And that's a good-looking head of hair. I mean, he's got it all. Uh, you know, So you don't want to lose any of it. And 
Goff is going to be screwing you because now you're you're going to be taking away the beautiful gold locks. Anyway, um, I'm thinking Cardinals on this one. Throw throw it up. So I'm thinking the Cardinals on this one. Rams are probably a better team, but you don't know what you're going to get with Goff, and you can't make them the favorite on the road, can you? No. I'm going to go Cardinals here under the three points. I'm going to go two and a half. And it turns out that it was the Cardinals minus one. And did that go up toward the Cardinals? Let's see here. And whoa! Obviously a major malfunction. The Cardinals are now underdogs. They are actually two-and-a-half-point dogs now. So the Rams road favorite by two-and-a-half. Like I said, I thought the Rams are a better team, but I don't know. See, that's the game where you go with the Rams because they're the better team. The Cardinals have looked a little shaky ever since Murray got hurt, and then Goffle does it to you again and screws you over. So that that's the risk you run. The Chargers lost again, and Anthony Lynn continues to just screw up play calling, clock management, any given turn that he can. They weren't going to beat the Bills, but it just must be so frustrating for a Charger fan to watch your team with Anthony Lynn at the helm because he just can't get it right. Probably a better coordinator than a coach and probably will be back to the coordinator status at the end of this year. But for this game, he will be the head coach at home in Los Angeles. Chargers versus the Patriots. Patriots, I'm making a... I'm going to make them the favorite here. I am going to make them a favorite. I'm going to make them a favorite by two points. No. More. No. Am I really going to go more on the Patriots? Patriots. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to put the Patriots up by three points. And I was way too aggressive. Chargers were dogs by only one and a half, not the full three. So that was half of what I said. And let's see if that came up. And no, did that come up? It went down. It's uh, The Chargers are now favored at home versus the Patriots by a point. So you have a full swing there, just like you did in the game before. Go figure. So, one game left, and that is the Eagles-Packers. So the Eagles will be traveling after their loss at home to the Seahawks. Over to Lambeau, where the Packers are going to be returning home from their big victory versus the Bears to now host a shitbox team right now in the Eagles. I mean, nothing is going right for these guys. And the Carson Wentz thing. Look, either put in Hurts to play quarterback or just put in Wentz and back him and let him go down in flames. But, you know, you're going to throw Hurts in there for, like, a stupid play or two, and, I, I mean, you know, the first play got whistled dead. It was going to be a screen. And then you just take him out again. I mean, Philly is just... Philly fans have just straight soured on, on Wentz, who has to play a little bit better than he is, but, look, I, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm a Giant fan, but, 
you got to give them a little bit of talent. I mean, that team is, you know, line line is smashed. They don't really have receivers. <laughs> remember uh, uh, Travis Fulgram? Is, is that his name? I don't remember it because I didn't know who he was when he started. Uh, and I don't know who he is now because he is completely faded away into the hedges. Homer Simpson into the hedges here. Uh, all right, so enough of that. Uh, Packers are going to be the favorite. They're going to be a big favorite here. I'm going to give him over the seven. Uh, you know, possible quarterback change. Let's give him eight points. What? How? Six and a half points. That's way too little. Way too little for the Eagles to be getting here on the road. It's got to be over. It's got to be over a touchdown. And there's no way that this line stuck. And, uh, of course, so if you check it out, then you got it. It is all the way up to seven and a half points. So a full point off the open closer to mine. All right. So that does it for the lines for week 13. So what do we got left now is we have a game scheduled for tomorrow. I'm recording this on Tuesday night or Monday night after the game. And so now the game is, no, sorry, not tomorrow. Think with your head, Rich. Think with your head. It's getting late, but you got to battle through it. Uh, it is not tomorrow. It is going to be Wednesday. So we have nothing tomorrow. We just get to sit and uh, look at our fantasy teams and figure out uh, what kind of moves we want to make? Oh, they're not going to do the waivers the next day, are they? No, they will not because that game has not played. So that means fantasy waivers are actually going to go on to, wow. Well, they punted on the Thursday night game, so that's going to matter. So Wednesday game is going to run. That means Thursday is going to be the pause with the, I guess, waivers are going to run on Friday then. Friday is going to be the waivers. For those Sunday games. Wow, that's a long time to wait. So I guess we're we not going to really do much. I guess we're going to look at our games and we're going to figure out what fantasy games are impacted by that uh, by that Wednesday game. And, and we're getting late in the season here. So there could be a lot, lot of movement on that game as it applies to fantasy football teams. But for those of you that are like, Stop talking about fantasy football. I don't play that shit. Uh, I will stop talking about that, and I will bid you adieu. You can go look at your uh, team and your schedules, and I look at mine, and I see the Giants atop the NFC East at 4-7. and 4-7. and seven. It is lovely, lovely, lovely to be 4-7 and seven and leading your league. That would get into the playoffs, which stinks, but, I mean, whatever. 4-7 and seven is not going to get you a good draft pick anyway. So you might as well get into the playoffs and uh, see what you can do. So, like I said, we got a little Sunday football coming up on a Wednesday. Enjoy and talk to you later in the week. Howdy 5,000. Peace.